The time is 9 o'clock. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. No gender, um, but the stuff that we do know is that it is very harmful to withhold care from gender diverse people. That's Dr. Sarah Thomas, a primary care physician who has been offering a part-time gender-affirming care clinic based in Sackville since May. We'll talk more with Thomas about her practice coming up shortly, but first, some news and information briefs. Sean Patrick Patterson will remain incarcerated until at least June 5, 2034, 13 years after he was arrested for the murder of Jamie Laird. 30-year-old Patterson was sentenced on Thursday afternoon in Moncton's Court of King's Bench by Judge Tracy K. DeWare. In April, Patterson pled guilty to the second-degree murder of Jamie Laird over two years ago in Upper Cape. Patterson admitted to shooting Laird in the head after he returned home on May 25, 2021, but says he intended only to scare his friend and roommate. Another friend, Henry Potty, has also pled guilty in the death of Laird admitting to assisting or encouraging Patterson in the dangerous confrontation. But there remains discrepancies in the agreed facts of the case. Potty is due for his sentencing hearing on September 15th. Judge DeWare called the crime horrific and senseless and noted that while there was no clear motive, Patterson's use of methamphetamine during the same time period must have played a significant role in what occurred. DeWare explained that a conviction of second-degree murder gets an automatic life sentence, but the number of years a person serves before being eligible for parole is decided by the court. DeWare also said that whether Patterson is released after June 2034 is a matter for the parole board, and that if released, he will be subject to strict, strict conditions, likely for the remainder of his life. Mount Allison is establishing a new group to empower and support black students, faculty, staff, and alumni, the Mount A Black Caucus. A release from the school says that Mount Allison has undertaken a series of initiatives to foster substantive change regarding the unique challenges faced by black people in society and on campus. Some of the initiatives include bringing black hair care experts to campus monthly, creating a black alumni network, celebrating significant events such as Black History Month and Black Grad, and creating a dedicated space on campus that centers on the Black experience. Director of Student Life, Denai Belanger, says the goal of the Black Caucus Initiative is to cultivate a sense of community for Black students, faculty, staff, and alumni at Mount A, while supporting anti-racism and cultural diversity at the university. Now for today's feature interview. Dr. Sarah Thomas comes from a Sackville doctor family, so it's perhaps no surprise that the primary care physician found herself back in the town practicing as a locum physician, working at Mount Allison, the Drew Nursing Home, and the Sackville Hospital. In May of this year, Thomas also tagged on another gig to her list of part-time medical work, a gender-affirming care clinic open to the community. Thomas says that because of her interest and training, she was already practicing gender-affirming care as part of her regular primary care practice at Mount A, and knowing there was a need in the wider community, she decided to start a regular clinic. These days, Thomas is based out of Quimpamsis, but she still works in Sackville regularly, seeing patients at Mount A, doing some virtual care for Horizon's new temporary primary care clinic, which opens next week, and continuing her work in gender-affirming care. 
CHMA called her up while she was en route home to ask about the clinic and what's involved in gender-affirming care. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of things that can be kind of classified as gender-affirming care um, that a lot of other practitioners are also involved in. I think it's, I mean, as all healthcare should be, it, it is like a multidisciplinary field. Um, so certainly anything that affirms somebody's gender. Um, so, you know, it can't be, it can involve like counseling therapy. It can involve like socially uh, transitioning, so like having people call you by um, a certain name, use certain pronouns, kind of um, see you the way that you see yourself. Um, but that can also involve um, medical intervention. Um, the main one I think that people think of is like hormone therapy or hormone blockers. Um, and it can also involve surgical intervention as well. Um, so I, in that kind of spectrum of things, like I think the primary thing that I provide is uh, hormone therapy prescription, um, which is something that is, uh, has been quite hard to access in Brunswick um, ever, I guess. <laughs> uh, and so I think that is the, the like main area that I provide services, but um, I also can be somebody who helps link people up to other kind of community services that are available um, in terms of like referrals. I can refer people for surgery um, and I can certainly like work alongside other providers um, to provide support for patients and information about kind of like what are these options, what is there. So you, you had been running, you know, you had been practicing gender affirming care for, you know, the, the whole year since you've started working at Mount A and then you opened up this clinic to the community in May, I think you said. Uh, so what, yeah. what, you know, how many people have you been serving? How many patients have been specifically requesting this kind of care? I honestly don't know the exact number. I'm not, people keep asking me this. It's something that people are interested in. Um, I would say there's at least, like, you know, I think there were probably about between, like, five and ten over the last year at Mount A. And then now that we've opened it up to the community, I mean, I think there's at least, like, 30 or 40 patients so far that I've seen, and there's more people waiting. Um, but I, I don't have an exact number. But there's a high demand. Like, I know that other practitioners doing the same kind of work um, have quickly had kind of, like, wait lists. Um, and uh, other, like, and endocrinology in Moncton have a really long wait list right now uh, to see patients in general. But um, that, that includes patients for gender for me here. Um. I mean, I guess this would feed into, you know, I have a sort of question of like why you decided to specifically um, offer this or, you know, to to put it out there that you're uh, doing gender affirming care practice. Um, but I guess it's tied into that demand. So, I mean, maybe you can talk a bit about that. Why is there this big demand and why did you decide to to take this path in your practice? Yeah, so I guess... Um you know, the reason for the demand, um, I think there's probably multiple things. Like, I'm sure it stems from, like, the kind of systemic social issues around uh, gender diversity, like the stigmatization and the kind of only recent general acceptance of people being trans or gender diverse. Um, I'm, so I'm, I'm sure that that contributes. Um, I think uh, there's also 
historically been a lack of exposure in medical training um, to being able to like learn about providing gender affirming care and certainly I think with anything new and certainly anything that comes from a place of, of stigma and um, uh, like that can create like more kind of fear and trepidation in providing this type of care. So I think that that also has prevented a lot of physicians from providing um, uh, gender affirming care in, in the form of hormone prescription, just because there is, it is kind of, you know, it's considered like newer and there's concerns about doing it properly. Um, so I think there's kind of that, that combination of things uh, that's contributed. Um, yeah, so I think that, that, I would say that's why probably why New Brunswick has kind of this, um, uh, I guess, gap in terms of services. Um, the the reason I have chosen to go in it, um, into this kind of work, uh, it's just, it's an interest of mine. I'm part of the queer community, uh, and I've, I've seen, like, you know, uh, for years in New Brunswick when I was doing my medical training and in you know, the time that I've worked as a family doctor here, that there's a huge lack of, of services when it comes to uh, gender-affirming care in the province. And so it was just something that I thought was important to kind of fill this gap for a, a community that is historically disadvantaged when it comes to medicine, even when it comes to, like, having, uh, like, receiving care from other providers yeah. for other things. Okay. Yeah, no, so it's interesting. I mean, so basically, in a way, it's not, uh, you're, you're saying it's not necessarily that the demand is so high, it's more that the supply is, is so low, so that there's just not not yeah. a lot of places to get it, which 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 makes it seem like, uh, yeah, so because you have patients from sort of, you know, from beyond beyond the reaches of Sackville, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I have patients from um, many, like, who, who can, may have to travel at least a few hours to come and see me. So, like, there are, yeah, there, there definitely is a gap um, in the province for this kind of care. And, yeah, that probably is contributing to the demand, for sure. Yeah. Now, I know there is a line of thinking out there, uh, and we've even heard sort of the premier reflect it. That that this is sort of a trendy thing. That's there's a, a trend where uh, it's increasing uh, the instances of gender dysphoria. Um, how do you how do you respond to that kind of criticism? It's a common one. Yeah. So I think that type of criticism um, stems from uh, a line of thinking that originated in like the states. Um, a few years ago and has been since disproved and it's this idea this like idea of um, people who are trans and coming out as trans as being trendy um, there have been studies that have looked at this and have found that it is unfounded um, and a lot of the kind of it's kind of I would call it like a, a type of pseudoscience a lot of the data that these people who are you know saying that this is a trend used is like outdated, uh, poorly done studies. And um, yeah, and essentially it has been disproven Mm -hmm. since then. Um, And so yeah, I would certainly say there's no scientific basis for this idea. Um, I would say, you know, 
regardless of the science behind it, um, I I think that the things we know, because there's a lot we don't know um, when it comes to, you know, gender, um, but the stuff that we do know is that it is very harmful to withhold care from gender diverse people. We know that health outcomes are better for youth when they are affirmed in their gender in all aspects of their life. Uh, and that includes in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and um, the NBMS has come out with a statement, like the Dubrovnik Medical Society, there's a statement um, that they sent out um, in, you know, kind of support of this. Uh, and I know that, like, there's other um, groups of physicians as well. Uh, there's a good, like, um, physician statement from years ago from the Canadian Family uh, Physician, Journal of Canadian Family Physicians, um, that I could certainly send you as well. Um, if you're interested in that. Um, but yeah, like essentially there's no scientific basis for, for that statement. And regardless, it's, it's a harm, it's harm reduction to provide affirming care. And we know that it is harmful to withhold that and to withhold kind of like affirming and affirming care, like I said, is as basic as just like recognizing someone's gender, um, the way that they want it to be recognized. It, so in other words, it can be just an attitude um, that your doctor has, uh, it's not necessarily a full-on specialty. Right, exactly. Like, I think gender-affirming care is a spectrum, and, like, for some people, being affirmed in their gender may, like, the, all that they may ever do in terms of, like, a, like a tra- transition is, like, kind of socially being recognized using pronouns and whatever name um, they use. Um, like, those are those are things that can be part of the care that we provide, and it's not necessarily just doctors. Like, I think everybody has a role to play in that type of um, gender affirmation. That's Dr. Sarah Thomas, who runs a regular gender-affirming care clinic based in Sackville, in addition to her work at Mount Allison and Horizon's new Sackville Primary Care Clinic, which opens next week. Thomas says she has hopes of also bringing gender-affirming care to the same... That's it for Tanchamara Report for Friday, September 8th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. What's up, y'all? This is Aquaculture. Uh, I'm in Sackville, New Brunswick, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM radio. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. When I was a little one, always wondering what I have given. And now the weather. A few showers ending earlier this morning, then a mix of sun and cloud. Risk of a thunderstorm earlier this morning. Fog patches dissipating earlier this morning. Amount 20 millimeters in the heaviest showers. Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour. High of 30. Humidex 38. UV index 7 or high. Tonight, increasing cloudiness. 30% chance of showers overnight. Fog patches developing after midnight. Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour, low of 20. Tomorrow, Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud. 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon with a risk of a thunder shower. Fog patches dissipating in the morning. 
Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40, high 27, humid index 35, UV index 7 or high. Tomorrow night, showers low of 19. Sunday, high of 21, showers. Sunday night, cloudy with 60% chance of showers, low of 17. Are you new to Canada and interested in learning our country's favorite pastime, skating? In partnership with the Sackville Skating Club, the town of Tantramar is pleased to offer a free Learn to Skate program to Tantramar residents who are new to Canada. This program will start on Monday, September 11th and run until Thursday, September 28th. Learn to Skate will take place every Monday and Thursday between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. at the Tantramar Veterans Memorial Civic Center. A helmet and skates will be provided. For more details, visit sackville.com programs. Opening the 21st annual Sackville Fall Fair this year is the award-winning British comedian James Mullinger with his 10 years in New Brunswick tour. One of Canada's top comedians, James Mullinger has sold out shows across the country and made appearances on CBC's The Debaters within movies, television shows, festivals, award shows, and stand-up specials. Taking the stage at Convocation Hall in Sackville on Wednesday, September 20th at 7pm, James will share what he's learned about New Brunswick over the past decade. For more information and to buy tickets, please visit sackville.com slash fallfair. Hello everyone, it's me, Alexon, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. I hope everyone is having a beautiful, lovely day. Good morning, this is James, and you're listening to The Morning Show on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to The Late Morning Show right here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. It is currently 9 8 9.18 a.m. and I'm going to take you right down to 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. and today today is a Friday today is a Friday and what we do is we like to get you know a bit a bit good with it a bit good with it and you know we get African African Friday African Friday is a today and on the late morning show that's what I call every every Friday every Friday I play I play I play African music as much as I can, and yeah, it is it is going to be a blast. So without further ado, let's get into it. So coming up next is Higher, Higher by Thames. Thames coming up next year on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Uninvited Can you see me on the edge 
crazy about you I want you for 24 hours 24 hours Something about the way you always give it to me No rhyme or reason but I always wanna be with you For 24 hours I swear, 24 hours. Nothing's better than better than Nothing's better than seeing you smiling. Nothing's better than having you having arms. I want you for. And that was a 24 hours, a 24 hours by Kalo. And before that, we had higher, higher by attempts. 24 hours, Kalo is from South Africa, from South Africa. As I said, it is African Friday, African Friday today. We are going, you know, playing musicians from the continent of africa so that was a kilo and before we had higher by thames and thames is from nigeria from nigeria which is west africa and as we go on as we go on we you know we're starting it slow we're starting it slow for this you know kind of day but then we need to we need to up it up a bit we need to up it up a bit so coming up is another nigerian artist burner boy coming up as a bank on it bank on it you know start starts off slow and then we go into the high so coming up bank on it on CHMA 106.9 FM in Cycle New Brunswick. Yeah, life is sweet when the sun up, like the trees in the summer. When the seas are troubled, and then we all need someone. My life, mama, no be smart in We all strive, mama, to live life in a comfort. So forgive me if I fumble Cause I'm only human Somebody move that I don't know Hit them with a seven box combo Always looking out my window Paranoid and confused I'm not sure anymore Always knocking at my door And so as the day comes As I go on Protect me, Lord, I cannot trust my neighbors Be my savior when that day comes Defense 
Andre, 